But what is it that you want to believe about yourself? What type of action would you take if that's how you felt and that's what you believe? Remember, a thought is just a, a, a belief is just a thought we think over and over again. So if we can change our thoughts around this, then we can change our beliefs. Welcome again. I see there are a few more people joining on Facebook. Amazing. Welcome to today's training on, yeah, just the energetic blocks that can really prevent our customers from saying yes to working with us. From your messaging to your passion and confidence, you are totally doing a disservice to the planet by not showing up and owning your power and your offer and your product. So I want to have a quick chat to you about some of the energy blocks that might be showing up in your business and for you energetically that might be holding your potential customers back from saying yes to working with you, yes to buying your product, whatever it might be, and some ways that you can overcome that. So firstly, if you're on here live, what are some of the blocks that hold your customers back from saying yes? Could it be things like price? Could it be things like time? Perhaps they've said to you, I've tried this before and it hasn't worked. Let me know in the comments. What are some of the blocks that hold your customers back from saying yes? A big one is price. When they say they don't have the money, 98% of the time what they're really saying is that they don't trust that they will get the result and transformation that you are offering. 98% of the time. 2% of the time, yes, potentially not able to uh, afford it, okay? Can't get the money together. Hey, Michelle, price for sure. Yeah, exactly. But 98% of the time, it's simply that they don't trust that they're going to get the results and the transformation that you are promising them. And I could talk so much about our own individual money mindset when it comes to objections from our potential customers. And I'm not going to go into it in a huge amount of detail because I want to stay on track, but I invite you to think about and consider where in your life you may not be valuing someone's work where you may be thinking, I'll just go with the cheaper option, right? I'm not going to go into money mindset in, in too much detail. You can listen to episode, I think it's 31, 32, and 33. I did a three-part series of my podcast. It is the All That Jazz podcast. You can access it on iTunes and on Spotify. I will make sure I come back and pop the links to those podcast episodes in the notes uh, because I dismantle really, really common money beliefs that I've experienced in my life and I've seen my clients experience and go through and work through and dismantle themselves. But I invite you to think about where this might be showing up in your own life because often when when there are objections from other people, whether that's potential customers, potential clients, often it's a reflection of what's happening in our own world, okay? So the first thing that I want you to do is think about where this might be showing up in your own life, okay? Now, if price is an issue and that's something that's coming up, then I want you to talk about this. I want you to speak to this in your, in your messaging, right? How can you talk about price and value in your messaging? Get really specific. 
So when someone is in your DMs or you're talking to a potential customer on the phone, however that looks for you, what are they saying? What is the language that they are using, right? I don't want you to use your language of how you would describe it. I want you to use the language that they use, right? Whether that is, I can't afford it or it's whatever it might be, okay? What they're really saying, as I said, 98% of people, it's not about the money, okay? What they're saying is, I can't trust you. I can't trust that I will get the results that you are promising, when someone invests in you, they invest in invest in your in your product, they invest in you as a mentor. It's because there is a level of certainty or they are prepared to take the risk that it's not going to work. And usually the cheaper the product, the more likely someone is to uh, take a risk and 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 risk that it's not going to work, right? The cheaper the product, Oh, I'll give it a go. I'll give it a whirl. See what happens. The more expensive the product, the less likely they are to take that take that risk, and the more important it is to establish that trust factor. Okay. And in any event, it's never a good way to start off, or a never good intention anyway, for someone to opt in because they're like, "Oh, I'll give it a go." Right? There's not a whole lot of skin in the game, is there? So, how do you build up trust with a potential customer? Okay. The first thing is so important energetically when it comes to selling our offer with clarity and confidence. My mastermind clients uh, went through that in the last module is you must have it in yourself, right? The same way that if you're getting a lot of price objections, the same way that I'm asking you to think about where this might be showing up in your own life, okay? I want you to think about okay, well, if I'm trying to establish that that like and trust factor and that rapport and that relationship with a potential customer, do I have it in myself first, right? It's the first way to build trust with your potential customers is to have it in yourself first, okay? And so if you can't energetically get behind, you know, believing in yourself and having that trust in yourself, that's okay. What you can do uh, instead is you can actually think about, well, what would I want to believe about myself? Or what do I want my customers to believe about me to be true? Because from there, and I've shared this exercise before, right? Hey, Felicity, I've shared this exercise before. You know, when whenever it comes to like, we might be talking about trust, we might be talking about doing a Facebook Live or doing a reel, whatever it might be, rating ourselves out of 10. What is my confidence to actually execute this task right now? You might rate yourself a four. I don't, I don't always rate myself 10 out of 10, but the difference is, right? If you were a 10, what would you feel? What thoughts would you have? What action would you take? It's the same thing with this question around what would you want to believe in yourself, right? Don't worry about actually solidifying that belief and trust. I get it. When there's no proof or evidence that we can do things, it's really hard to get solidified in that belief and that trust. Don't worry. But what is it that you want to believe about yourself? What type of action would you take if that's how you felt and that's what you believed? Remember, a thought is just a, a, a belief is just a thought we think over and over again. So if we can change our thoughts around this, then we can change our beliefs, okay? So if you believe those things about you, how would you then feel What things would you do? What action would you take? Okay. 
It's really important to solidify that trust and belief in ourselves because it's really difficult to ask for our potential customers to have that same feeling, you know, to trust us, to opt in to whatever it is that we are offering if we don't trust ourselves first, okay? So I want you to get back to that first and don't wait to be a 10 to actually take action. I'm telling you right now that when I do this exercise, I am not always solidified in my belief. However, I do know what I would think. I do know what I would feel. And I do know what action I would take if I were a 10. Okay. I cannot tell you how profound this idea is. It's part of something that I, that I teach my mastermind clients as well. This is very, very powerful. So if price objections are showing up for you, think about where this is playing out in your own life. If people are not opting in, right? Could be, I can't afford it. This is just them saying, I can't trust that I'm going to, that I'm going to get the results that you're promising. So think about, do I have that trust in myself? Okay. Because this is, I once had a mentor say to me, if you had the cure for cancer, would you be singing it loudly? And I know this is like a, you know, a a big thing to kind of be talking about, right? But would you be saying, oh yeah, like I've, I've got the cure. Like, let me know if you want it. You know, I'm around, send me a message. Or would you be screaming it from the rooftops? Would you be like, come over here. I have the cure for cancer. I can help everyone. I have arrived. Come and talk to me, right? That is exactly what you would be singing. You would be singing it loudly and proudly, okay? And I want you to feel just as passionate about your offer, about your product, about whatever it is that you do, whatever it is that you facilitate as if you had the cure for cancer. And we can't do that if we don't have that belief and trust in ourselves. Remember, doesn't always need to be a 10, but we always need to take, take action from that place because the more we take action from that place, the more we start to believe it. Because if you don't feel that passionate about what you are selling and what you are offering, it's a big, big, big red flag. Your passion, your level of excitement, your level of certainty about what you have to offer, all of that actually comes after being visible and it's much easier to choose to be visible when you feel that about your product right it's this beautiful like you know circular thing in business right because people will remember how you made them feel not what you said it's like when you are trying to explain like I was doing this today and I was trying to explain to um, my husband about a conversation that I'd had and I was trying to get all the words out and I was like, oh, you know, like, you know, I can't remember exactly um, what, what we were talking about because I had a, a natal a, a natal chart reading and I was like, oh, but, you know, it, it felt really good. It felt really aligned and like, oh, blah, 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 you know, and he's like sitting there and I'm like, oh, I had to be there type situation. Like I couldn't articulate the words that were said, but I could articulate the way that I felt because That's what we remember. And so your passion and your level of certainty about what you're offering and your level of excitement, right? That's how we instill that in our our customers, in our potential customers, okay? So the first way to, to build trust is to have that trust in ourselves. The second way to build trust, and this is all about energetics, right? The second way to build trust is by showing up right? Talking about the same thing, 
over and over and over and over and over, right? If every time, you know, you like go onto Facebook or Instagram or whatever it is and you post something really random that kind of contradicts something else that you said yesterday or you kind of show up once and then maybe, you know, a couple of weeks later, like you make them feel uneasy. Like, you know, <laughs> why would they? If you're not being consistent, like why would they trust you if, if you're kind of all over the place, you know? It's like when you watch a TV show for a while and then you start to feel like you know the characters. Shit's Creek, any Shit's Creek fans out there? By the end of it, I was like, no, why is this ending? It's like friends. We all feel so connected to everyone in friends. It's the same thing. Think of your business and your consistency in showing up the same way that you think about your favorite TV show and how it feels when they're not there anymore. Okay. So the first part is actually showing up. If they don't know you're there, there's no way they're going to reach out to you. And it gets easier and easier and easier the more you do it. Okay. I know I'm a pretty intense person. And for a lot of people, I'm too much, but that's cool because the people who are my people and the ones that feel activated by me and my energy and being around that, they will be the ones that opt in to coming into my world in whatever way that might be, whether that is in my doTERRA team, uh, as a client, in my membership, they're the ones that are ready for more. And it's not about whether you are too much or you're not too much, right? It's not about whether you are loud or you are quiet. It's nothing to do with that. It's about, I'm okay with not being for everyone. I'm okay with not producing content for everyone. I'm just being consistent, right? It's like thought leadership, this idea about thought leadership. I find this such an interesting concept because I think sometimes we can feel like thought leadership means we have to have a really loud voice about a particular topic, but it's not. Thought leadership is just about contribution, okay? So you don't need to advertise it in the sense that, you know, well, what I do is, you know, like I remove energy blocks or whatever it is. I I, um, clear chakras. So it's like, you know, the cure for cancer. Like that's not the, the advertising and the messaging that we have, right? It's it's what I'm trying to do is make an analogy between that and when you believe in something so strongly and so powerfully, by not speaking about it, you're doing a disservice to the planet, to humanity by not showing up and fully owning your, your power, okay? So, so the first step in establishing that trust is you having that trust in yourself. The second step, It's being really consistent. I believe that video is the best way to build connection. I believe that a huge marketing trend for 2021 is being live. So live like this, uh, you know, on Clubhouse, uh, Reels. I know that's not live per se, but it's still kind of you're you're with someone in in their little snippets that they are recording for their Reel, uh, Instagram Live stories, like that's a huge way for us to be marketing our brands in 2021. I believe that video is the best way to build that trust. So that's the second part is, is showing up. And the third thing to establish that trust is to speak your ideal customer's language, right? I touched on this a little bit at the start of the training. You immediately start to establish that trust with your potential customer when you are speaking their words because they know that you know where they're coming from, okay? So 
it might be, I know this is an investment and I get this feels like, you know, you want to shit your pants. Maybe that's the type of language that your most fun customer would use. But I also know that if you're committed to doing what you said you want to do, which is prioritizing your mental health, then that feeling is going to disappear when you start doing the work. Maybe that's some, some, some things that they would say. And we can only figure this out by asking them, right? It's why part of the thing that I, that I teach my clients is getting clarity from their most fun customers, their potential customers, and I give them a process to do that because I know what it feels like to read someone's post or listen to someone speaking and think, oh, it is like she is in my head. And we always usually go on to work with that person, right? Because they get it. I once had a coach say to me that um, your messaging should be able to be read by a seven-year-old, right? They should be able to understand what you're saying. It should be kept so simple that a seven-year-old would understand it. We don't need to impress people with how smart we are or how many books we've read or how knowledgeable we are about a product. Yes, that's important. But if it's not simple, confused people don't buy. If you're one of my clients, you would have heard me say that all the time. Confused people don't buy. So if you're going off on all these tangents about the things that you've learned and all these crazy ways that, you know, not crazy ways, but different ways that they can utilize their product or thought processes. And, you know, it's great to have robust conversations and to challenge people's thought processes, but also like your potential clients and customers probably haven't learned the basics yet. We've got to start there. You need to use the words. You need to meet them where they're at. You need to use the words that they are using. Sell them what they want and give them what they need, okay? Could be like, uh, you know, something along the lines of, I know I know you don't want to add anything more to your plate. You're a busy, busy mom. I get it, but I was there too. And so here's the plan. Here's how I will work with you. And setting out. First we do this. Next we do that. Setting out your kind of method of working with people. I know you're sick and tired of going round and round in circles and hitting your head against a wall. I know where you've been. And this is what I did. I want you to really identify where someone's fear is and then talk directly to that fear, but help them in, in the process. In the process, it's about uh, showing empathy, helping them to feel okay about having that, that fear and that reservation. I understand. I get it. I know where you're coming from. Okay. Like, really seeing them, really witnessing them and what they are experiencing. This is the fastest way to magnetize potential customers to you and to also energetically be open to receiving them and then be energetically open to saying yes to you, right? It all starts with us. Whatever objection we are receiving from potential customers and clients is a direct reflection of what is happening internally, okay? So, you know, as an example, one of my most popular posts was, was around not saving nice clothes for special occasions, right? Because a lot of the feedback that I was getting when I interviewed um, potential, you know, customers and just people that were in, in my niche was around, I feel like, you know, I'm just living day to day, but I'm not... Like I'm not enjoying the small stuff. And so I'm, I'm also like not really um, like, 
I don't know. It, it was kind of this energy of I want to start enjoying the smaller things. Like I want to start enjoying my day-to-day so that I can feel excited about the bigger things. It was just, yeah, it was a really sort of um, interesting energy. And so I spoke to that in my content and that post went like crazy town, okay? So just to kind of re recap everything that we've spoken about in this training, um, it kind of, it, it really starts, your messaging starts with your passion and your confidence, Right. And this energetically is what will mean that your customers and clients will say yes to or say no to, okay? So firstly, like think about, like brain dump all of the blocks that you feel like you've you've received from people and write down exactly what they say. Go into your DMs, go into your DMs. What are they actually saying? What are the words that they are using? If it's about not being able to, sorry, someone's tried to call me. If it's about not being able to afford something, think about where that's showing up in your own life. Are you valuing people's services? Are you paying things on time, right? But what what I also want you to know, I'm not going to go, this is not a training about money mindset because what that really means is I can't trust that I'm going to get the results that you are telling me I'm going to get, right? And that's okay. At least we know. We don't have to feel bad about that. At least we know that we need to do a better job in terms of establishing that trust. The first way is we establish that trust in ourselves. Very, very important. We always have to start there. And if you don't feel like a solidified 10 out of 10 in terms of that confidence and belief, that's okay. Write down some things that you would do if you were a a sold 10 out of 10. Or think about, well, what do I want my potential customers to think about me? How do I want them to feel? when they watch my content and read my content, okay? The second thing is about visibility and showing up. So important to be consistent, okay? We've got, to, we've got to make it easy for people to find us. If we're not showing up, how can they reach out to us? And the third thing to, to really establish that trust is speaking your ideal customer's language. You immediately build trust by using their language because they know that you know where they're coming from, okay? Really, really important. Okay, cool. I hope that's been helpful. Give it a go. Um, Start, you know, playing around with all these things uh, in your your business. Come back. Let me know how you've been going. uh, And I will see you in our next training. Bye. Thank you for joining us this week on an episode of the All That Jazz podcast. Make sure you visit our website, www.jazzjervis.com.au where you can subscribe to the podcast on iTunes so you never miss an episode. While you're at it, if you loved this episode, we would love a review and or a rating on iTunes. Or if you just want to tell a friend about the show, we'd love that also. It all helps us spread our message. And if you love this episode and you want to deep dive on this particular topic, you might want to check out my coaching options. Head to my website and click on work with jazz and have a bit of a browse. Thanks again for listening. I hope this episode has inspired you to take some spiritually aligned action in the direction of your best life. See you in the next episode.